I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. His friends call him Easer and he is the main geezer, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. The England squad has been announced and Killing Mbappe is filthy rich. It's Wednesday, 25th of May. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Eddie Brassel. Hi, everybody. You are very welcome among us, Andy and Jim and me, to talk you through the England squad and other footballing stories. What are you saying, Jim? I'm going to say it shortly. Oh, we've also got our predictions, our season predictions later. Yes, yeah, baby. Might, might be a bit quieter around then. Uh-huh. Um, well, go easy on the drinking, Jim, and you should be OK. Um, and you'll perk up in time. The England squad has been announced, everybody. Gareth Southgate has got his beautiful boys ready for uh, the Nations League games against Hungary, Germany and Italy next month, of course. And I think everybody, Jim, is pleased to see that Jared Bowen is finally in there. They were looking at him before and he obviously had a bit of an injury. Yeah. But uh, we expect big things from old JB, don't we? Absolutely. He's had a, a brilliant season, absolutely huge season. 18 goals, 13 assists for West Ham mm. across across all competitions, which is brilliant. He's been, he's just been so direct and, and turned up in big moments. Also, the thing that excites me about this is obviously Declan Rice is in there as well. That's two mm. West Ham players. Jesse Lingard being linked with the move to the Hammer in the Summers. I know Could that mean three this. West Ham players at the World Cup? Yes. Could West Ham win the World Cup I again? Could. Yes. All right, Jim. I, do you know what? I Why thought do you was... have to do this to him? <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't. He I'm already there. It. I'm already there. I'm, do you know what? I, I cannot believe that you're on board with this idea because I was going to make this prediction, Andy. I thought to myself as I was looking at that England squad, here's a prediction for you. Jared Bowen will come on as an impact sub in a crucial game in the knockouts in Qatar. Damn it all, why not the final? And he will get the winning goal. Yeah, he big could prediction do that. there. That he you could just, do that. just narrowed hugely. Shove With your up. own hubris, actually. Shove that up your prediction pipe, Andy. <laughs> I've not got a prediction pipe. I've retired my prediction pipe. Damn right you have. Well, we'll, 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 we'll see how you get on it later. It was a prediction shisha, but then Turkey let me down. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, hubbly bubbly aside, Andy, um, Jared Bowen, he apparently has been doing sprints on the potato fields of his uncle's farm uh, in uh, Herefordshire with weights on his arms before each season to get in shape. I feel like that probably would get you in quite a lot of shape. He does look it? quite that sounds horrendous. He does. He look... does he's, he's quite a stocky, compact man, isn't he? Mm. Uh, how, how can you take it up a level for the World Cup? I mean, what's he going to do? Like drag a horse and cart through a medieval town or something? Well, quite possibly, Andy. Yeah, have a horse ride him. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, James Justin is also named in the squad for the first time, mm. which is a great story for him. Obviously injured his ACL and FA Cup tie in February 2021 and returned a year later. He can play left back, I'm relieved to, yeah. to find out. Uh, well, we already knew this um, because uh, there are lots and lots of right backs in that England squad. We love a lot of right back, not as much as Gareth Southgate, but someone is going to be needed on that left side of those yeah. who are going to be terribly exposed. Well, that makes me think that Justin might be in line to start. I mean, Trippier has played left back for mm. Southgate before, so perhaps he'll be the first name on the sheet. But I, I imagine if he's in the squad, he'll, he'll get a go. Although these games are mm-hmm. interesting, aren't they? Because they are they are competitive. It's easy to forget. Oh, so absolutely. These, these squad players coming in might not necessarily get that many minutes. Mm. But you don't want to get relegated from your group in the United no, Nations League. No, of course not. You don't want the ignominy 
of uh, of that. So, um, but England, uh, yes, they, they, there is a lot of uh, right backs in there as as we know. I mean, obviously Luke Shaw finished the season with an injury, didn't he? So he's not in there. Chilwell, only uh, just returned. Uh, yeah. Exactly where where the sort of the the, the two main guys, um, and uh, I only Tyrek uh, Mitchell can play. Uh, left back, I believe, but he's not in the squad this time. Um, so it is interesting, Andy. I mean, with with all those right backs, I mean, there are some that we know about, and and there's one or two who are a little bit less uh, tested at uh, international level. But that is the thing with international football; mm. you've got to make do with what you've got. And if if there's a way to bring some of these players into a position where they can flourish and be helpful, then I think it's got to be it's got to be looked at at, at some point. I mean, it's like the perennial question about Trent Alexander-Arnold and Rhys James. Does this mean Rhys James ends up playing in midfield? I think it's a question that's that's got to be asked. Because I know your opinion is that Rhys James is so good that Trent Alexander-Arnold will just not end up getting as many caps as he should in a normal mm. situation, totally, in a yeah. normal generation. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, Carl Walker's been brilliant for England over the years. He yeah. can play in that back three or he can play... Yeah as a right back I think Rhys James will take over that I mean obviously Southgate's not going to be in charge forever so you might have a manager in a few years who doesn't fancy a back three or whatever so maybe opens up maybe plays in a different style which suits Alexander-Arnold more I think Alexander-Arnold's in the squad uh, because he's, he's 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 younger than say Jordan Henderson in the in the Liverpool context of yes yeah. And um, well, Southgate's been very clear about that, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Henderson, we know, and I think poor old Hendo at the age of 32 playing for Klopp's Liverpool, it's a bit of a shift. Yes. And obviously the Champions <laughs> League's there. So he deserves his, his his break. Although I'm sure Henderson would have been very, very keen um, uh, to uh, join up for England, as we know he's, he's quite passionate about that. But one player who's been called up, which has perhaps been overdue, but he's in there now, is Fikayo Tomori. He's a Serie A winner with AC Milan. And... Some would say he's England's best centre-back on, on, on club form at the moment, Jim, because we know Harry Maguire's obviously struggled a lot. It's been well-documented. Um, but the Tomori in there, that's, that's, that's quite uh, tasty. It is tasty. It's exciting as well. I, I, what I love about this, uh, this, this generation of England squad is how mm. often it changes and how often there are new faces coming in who are there on merit. Um, it's absolutely stuffed with talent, and I'd, I'd like to see him get... Again, get some minutes. Um, it's interesting in terms of the centre-backs, isn't it? Because you've got John Stones coming back in there. Mm-hmm. Harry Maguire will probably play, won't he? I think actually it, it makes a lot of sense for Southgate to show um, show a bit of uh, yeah. loyalty to Maguire because he does mm-hmm. like him a lot. But with Ben White in there as well, um, Mark Gahey getting a call-up yeah. as well. I mean, Connor Cody loves Oh, we're going to see Connor. Like, probably not. He always turns out, he's always bright-eyed not. and bushy-tailed. Yeah. I think that's the issue for Dyer, really, isn't it? That if you're going to have backup for the back three, it's Connor Cody. Mm. So I, where does where does Dyer fit? Well, our very I, own Luke Moore was on Twitter saying that you know Eric Dyer was hard done by. I mean, how yeah. how things change? I think what what's happened what's going to happen with that is be similar to to Henderson really, because the World Cup we're obviously all looking ahead to the World Cup here. That's going to come in the middle of, bang in the middle of a season, right? Mm. So yeah. with Eric Dyer. Southgate knows him. He knows what he's going to get from him. He knows he's playing. If he maintains his form, he's playing at sort of like the, the highest level that what what Dyer can bring uh, produces. So I don't think he needs to look at him again. If it comes to a situation where he needs him, it makes more sense for Southgate to look at Tamori and and, and and look at Mark Gahey again yeah. uh, in this situation. So I, th- I think he, he, he Dyer is unlucky, but I don't think the door is shut on him. And also, Jim, and off the back of your um, book club episode with uh, your man who helped, Owen Eastwood, yeah, who, who helped build the sort of yeah, exactly. um, the vibe and the spirit in the squad. Southgate's also looking at how these guys fit around the other players. Yeah, what are they like around the camp? Are they? Um, you know, disruptive? Are they miserable? Are they... Are, are they a player who needs to start, or they have a bit of a soul? Yeah. Are they yeah. currently all, abroad? all those things are important? Are they currently abroad boozing with um, uh, with Wayne Lineker? <laughs> you know, that, these things need to be. That will get at. you in there. <laughs> it will. Um, so, uh, so it's it is interesting. But uh, you know, there are some players who have, who have obviously not played that much for one or two who haven't played that much for the cover. I mean, Calvin Phillips is is one. And if people you see when Southgate says I'm going to pick players on form and those who are playing inevitably when he says that I understand people say oh you're hypocritical because you're not playing that guy and he's not playing of course but 
But there is a bit of give and take within this. And Cameron Phillips started the Euros final for England. Now, I don't think anybody's kicking off about him in particular. Mm. But you could say, well, he's not played that much through injury and, and, and so on. But he obviously is a young player in South Africa. This is a guy who could be in the England squad for the next 10 years. So he wants him in there. He wants him a part of it. And yeah. him and Rice, you know, form such a great partnership um, in the centre. I'm always pleased to see um, uh, uh, Jude Bellingham in there and, and Conor Gallagher. But yeah. Jude Bellingham, Andy, is this a time for him to get some proper minutes under his belt? Because he's been a little bit part for England. Obviously, he's still very, very young. He off, he'll start against the Andorras and the San Marinos, that kind of thing. But in the bigger games, hasn't played that much. But I think with England, I think going forward, is he not one of... of he's a type of English midfielder that England actually don't really have that much yeah, of. Once he gets a go, you're never going to leave him out. Yeah, you, exactly, you know, he's, exactly. He's that good. That's that's hmm. the thing, really. Um, of course, in an international context, he might have been set back a little bit when he was... He asked to be left out. His camp asked for him to be left out at the the, the start of the season, which I think is is sensible. It's mm. like you were saying with Henderson. I think that there has to be more of an understanding of of management and that very few players can play or should play all all the games. Mm. Um, but I, I think you look at him for Dortmund in this last season and a half. It's not just that he's played well; it's that he's got a leadership role mm-hmm. despite his age. And I think that's the thing with Tomori as as well. Really, you know, you look at the fact that of a very young team, give or take, obviously, Giroud and Ibrahimovic, on the whole at, at, at Milan. And he has been one of those leaders. He's been a, mm-hmm. a, a real defensive leader for them. So we know what he can provide in terms of what sort of player he is. He's quick. He reads the game brilliantly. Um, he's, he's good on the ball. But to see him be someone who can actually lead a team to silverware, I think that's the bit, if you're Southgate, that tips you over oh, big and, and says... You know, if you've got a team full of leaders, mm. I mean, you're, you're laughing, aren't you? And th- that is the case with both Tamori and Bellingham. Well, and he'll be so relieved as well because at a time when England's defensive centre-backs, Maguire really is the one you're looking at, this, is coming under a lot of scrutiny. Yeah. Even though Maguire's put a, a huge shift in for England over the last few years, and it shouldn't be forgotten that, by the way. No, and, and the, the thing is, it's, it's always used, as you say, as a criticism to say, well, international coaches, they always judge it on international form rather than club form. You have to take that into account. Yeah, it's massively course. important. You have to have that relationship of trust with your players. David Healy and James McFadden know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Two I often cite, everybody, by the way. Um, but also you can chuck Maguire and maybe Jordan Pickford into that, although slightly better from him. But yes, if your defence is under question or under scrutiny, what do you want? Well, you want a guy who's played a crucial part for the uh, the team who have just won the Serie A against a few of the odds. Uh, yeah. The land of, I know it's a bit of an old-fashioned cliche or whatever, but uh, a, a country which certainly prides itself on, on good defenders or has done in the past. Um, elsewhere in, uh, in in the squad, or not in the squad, should I say, Marcus Rashford and Jadon Sancho, but that's not really a surprise, is no. it, Jim? That's what uh, Manchester United will do to you these days, unfortunately for them. Um, James Madison is not in the squad. Some people think he should be in there. He, you know, he's, he's often popping up with goals for Leicester City we talked about him before maybe just not fitting into Southgate's system I think that's it I think because in that specific role Mm. I think he's the best the country has to offer so it implies to me that he's he's just never going to get in there which does seem a little it seem a little negligent from Southgate to not even look at it as an option in game so would you you, but, but, but then the thing is with that Jim though if he's got say two formations which he really really likes to play are you saying he should bring in a third to accommodate Madison? Because I don't think Madison's that good a player. Well, I suppose that's the issue, isn't it? Yeah. I think um, the other thing is, when you know when you were talking about personalities before, mm. Marcus, if I was Madison, mm. I feel like I'm a starter. And also, mm-hmm. he is someone who... I thought you were going to say, talking of personalities, he's a bit of a villain. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a bad one. But but no, you, th- you think of his personality. You think you hear him talking about the game. It's quite outspoken. He, yeah, he's someone, exactly. He's someone who's got very strong opinions mm. on tactics, how the game should be played. It's really interesting to listen to. Yeah. Do I want that on the bench? I'm not convinced I, I do. Mm, and yeah. also, I think... Like, I mean, I've watched Madison at first hand a bit this season and when he's on it and he has been on it for the last probably three, four months, he's mm-hmm. had a good season, but yeah. particularly in the last three, four months, he's irresistible. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can let that get away from the team as a whole. It's not just about, and no international team is just about picking the best players. It's, sure. it's just not. And also with attacking midfielders, England have got a few, more in sort of the wider position. Well, that's exactly yeah. what Southgate said, wasn't it? Like, you know, he's competing with, Mason Mount, 
Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's only got so much time as well, as you say, if he's got these two two systems he wants to use. He's throwing a third one in there. And these are the these are the calls he's there to make, right? Yeah. It's, it's, there are always going to be difficult mm. decisions about this sort of thing. And um, I think Madison's unfortunate. Uh, to be honest, I don't, given that he, you know, his, his form was a little patchy at the start of the season, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and he could not have done more to deserve a call-up, which to me suggests that it's just it's not going to happen. But, for in, him. but in a couple of years' time, when Southgate, he will leave the post at some point, someone else comes in and plays to Madison's yeah. strengths. And then we're saying, well, hang on, why is he not picking... Raheem Sterling that much? Or why is he not bit whoever? Or, or, you know, in every generation, some unbelievable players fall between the cracks. Exactly. Of, of any good you international start... team. And that, that happens. And England are in a good position yeah. to be able to say, you know what, we've got other options. Abs- yeah. Absolutely right. But but also, we said before that Harvey in 15 Barnes... 15 years, he'll be on Getter. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we said before that Harvey Barnes is probably more likely to get a call up than Madison because of the way he plays yeah. in that sort of wide role. Now, I don't think Barnes was perhaps knocking on the door. No disrespect to Barnes. He's, he's I, a great player. I wouldn't be against that. He's, he's no, I, I think a lot yeah. of people wouldn't be. But look at how look at what Jared Bowen, you know, it's taken him a little while to get in there. And again, that direct player coming in off one of the flanks. You know, Vish said it not that long ago on, on the podcast is the way Harry Kane plays and you have to think a bit with Harry Kane in there Yes, um, that it, with him linking up with Sterling it's been very fruitful for England Barrett Bowen is that similar type off the off the flank very direct in behind you know those those goals against if Man- Kane drops he can go past him totally that, that, those goals against Man City he scored in the two all draw yeah. in particular I think was it the second one where it was was he offside no he timed that run to perfection in he goes defenders don't want that at any level in any culture mm. defenders do not want that that type of player so I expect uh, Bowen will get um, a little bit of time but of course he's only just in the squad so he, you know he may not start games or whatever but I think we'll certainly see him will we see Jack Grealish will he make it back from IB Having been posing with Wayne Lineker in in um, uh, you know at his beach club, I mean, the big question. Do, do we want him back after he's done that? Jim? <laughs> we um, do want him back, ugh, but he he's had the essence treasure. of Wayne on him. That's true. Ugh. The essence of Wayne isn't something you want anywhere near. Well, anything really. <laughs> Is Gareth Southgate um, going to hose him outside St George's Park? Yeah, so we'll do one fiction sort of like style disinfectant chambers. Like. <laughs> Did you think of two different types of men, Wayne Lineker and Gareth Southgate? <laughs> Grealish, the bridge, bringing people yeah. together as he does. That's a very generous reading of that situation. <laughs> Jack's having a lovely time, isn't he? He's won the title for the first Single-handedly. time. Single-handedly. Single-handedly, yeah. He's just having the time of his life. It does not care for optics, does uh-huh. the man, because let's be honest, he doesn't know what that means. Indeed, yeah. But he but he does he does thrive on pressure. He doesn't really give a damn about pressure, uh, does Grealish. No. Um, which is... which is. Uh, so do you think he's trying to put his own place in the squad under pressure? I think... No, I think that when he comes off, when he, he steps out of the beach club and into the Nations League games, it doesn't matter. Germany, Italy, not bothered. I'll just... Yeah, let me at him. Let me at him. But there are some, some interesting games. Obviously, Hungary, England have played recently. Uh, in the um, in the qualification for the World Cup, it, it won away quite handsomely, drew at home. Um, Germany and Italy, Andy. Of course, the last time they faced Germany was mm. a, was a good win. The last time they faced Italy was a was a was a draw. Uh, <laughs> is how I remember it, um, <laughs> and and everything and, and, the spoils you know were shared. The bookmakers agreed with you. <laughs> um, but what did, what do you think, Andy? Looking at those games, you know, it's a it, that's what the UEFA Nations League brings some sterner tests. And and some more intriguing games rather than what people often would perceive as pointless friendlies. Yeah, I mean, I think I love the, the, the way for Nations League. Damn it all. Same, Marcus, but I do think is is taking a beating over the last couple of years mm. simply because of the pressure put on the the, the international football schedule and you yeah. know the continental football schedule by the pandemic, which the authorities haven't really helped themselves. But it's always international football who gets it in the neck mm. when. You've got you've got a full schedule, so it's been unfortunate. What I think is interesting about these is the fact that Germany and Italy, Italy because they missed the World Cup and they were never the finished article anyway, mm. and Germany because they are where they that are. Isn't remarkable when you say they're not building... the finished article? Yet they were they they were won the Euros, won the Euros, After and a draw. definitely were one, yeah. if not as the trophy would suggest, the best team in that tournament. Well, they 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 were excellent through pretty much all of it, but of course they. They, they missed the World Cup. And then you look at Germany, who are a little bit further along than they were in, in, in their rebuild. These are both teams with, like, good teams with something to prove, which mm. I, I think makes it super yeah. competitive. So where would you put Germany then in, in the sort of the, the rankings, if you like? Of... Not quite the top bracket. Right. Like, if, if they, Who's in the top bracket If then? they get to, 
I think the top bracket is France. Yeah, France, Spain, England. Not quite Spain. Oh, I don't know. Maybe Brazil. I would say Spain sit between Germany mm-hmm. and the absolute top bracket. So I'd say Germany and Portugal are on a similar sort of level. But you've got Spain a little bit above. Yep. And I think that top tier, you've got France, then England, Brazil. So you're putting Harry Maguire's England up there. Love that. I don't know if I'm putting Harry Maguire's England <laughs> up you there. You are. Yeah, you, that's exactly what you've done, Andy. You know, stand by your... Uh, your um, you know, your your rankings or whatever we want to call. Them. Well, uh, I'll stand by my rankings, but not by your description. Is that yeah, right? Fine. Okay. Right, I think good. we can agree good. there. Um, okay. Well, uh, it, it's it's I'm bloody looking forward to it. I know we've got the small matter of the Champions League final to you know get that out the way. Um, we can get over that, and then we can get into the UEFA Nations League. Bloody yep. love that. Um, it's also worth pointing out, chaps, that after this squad, there's only one more squad before the World Cup, which is yeah. the September international break. So it's, it's massive, massive opportunity for these players coming in. You're absolutely right, Jim. It isn't a big opportunity. So the, these are the mocks, basically. Essentially, yeah. These are the they mocks. are. Get in the fear. Yeah, blimey. God. Not from Jack, though. Uh, he no. absolutely loves it. Um, but yes, he no, is not he's, revived. He's like Will out of the Inbetweeners having loads of energy drinks at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes, energy possibly having an effect. Them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's out on the caravel cocktails, is he? Um, right. Uh, oh, a quick measure, measure Champions League in Liverpool. Uh, Jurgen Klopp has won... Uh, the manager, the Premier League's manager of the season. Woo! How about yeah. that? Not many managers have won it without their side winning the league, of course. Pulis has done it. Pardew has done, done it. it. Yeah. And now Klopp. Proper football men. I think there's, there's one or two more, actually, as well. But yeah, Klopp's A bit, a bit like Pulis. It was very weird to see him turn up at the LMAs in a suit and without a baseball cap on. Mm-hmm. He should have had like a sort of, like I don't know, a kind of suit material baseball cap just to complete the look. <laughs> That'd have been very nice. Uh, all right, everybody, we're going to have a quick break. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Consistent, Rafe. Don't give them all day, man. Hey, hey. Just give one in here. Just give one in here. Fuck off. And then that one in here.
Welcome back to the Football <laughs> Ramble, everybody. Big announcement, of course, uh, to the world uh, is that Neil Warnock is now on Twitter. Yes. Come it, on! Explaining some of his finest moments oh. as well. It's, it's joyous. Is that not the way to do it, Jim? You have your managerial career, you get too old to use technology and all the rest of it, and yeah. you think, bollocks, I'm getting involved. Yeah, it's like a, he's essentially doing a sort of talking heads. Yeah explanation of his of his life it's it's perfect it's, it's brilliant like a retrospective as, guided as long, by the man himself as long it as it perfect. stays like that and it's not he's selling NFTs in a week's time oh, <laughs> no, no 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 he won't be doing that Andy although I did see because he had a, a short sleeved shirt on and he was sort of sat down and I, I just thought he looked like he was at the bowling alley mm. and he isn't but I could imagine oh, what, him big Lebowski vibes exactly and right. I thought to myself I could see him at, down the bowling alley with his own ball yeah uh, without a doubt, with his own ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm all for that. Anyway, uh, oh, it's Wednesday, so it's time for pep talks. We are so so happy. We're so happy. We are so happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy for that. We are so happy. I'm so happy. Believe me. I'm so happy. Sit down. Nobody talk. Sit down. We drink wine and relax. We've got one here from Ben. It says, I'm a Liverpool fan from down south. Don't panic. Dad supports them. But currently sitting on a train back to Newcastle University from Liverpool. I wish you every luck with that train. Not the most reliable. Avoiding <laughs> writing an essay and crying about the league. Oh, no. tomorrow, Monday, I begin my journey to Paris. I don't have a ticket for the game, but fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. I've booked a £10 flight to Milan. Here we go. Where I will stay for the night in a shitty hostel. Then I have a £16 flight to Paris the next day. Luckily, I have a friend at university in Paris, so I have free accommodation there. Yes, hack. He also managed to flog free tickets to the French Open on Wednesday. And I know fuck all about tennis, so hopefully Kate or anyone can give me some tips on how to act. Doing this in between arguably the two biggest days of the season for my club is giving me some anxiety because I'm scared I might still be in football mode. What if I get up and scream at the ref halfway through the game? <laughs> any guidance would be banging banging by the way we, <laughs> there was a couple of swear words in there we had to take a couple out because it was yeah. fun. <laughs> and the, the guy's name is Ben Cox yeah, so maybe yeah. it's well, nominative determinism and can't he, help himself and he's trying to say how do I act when I go to the tennis yeah, well, don't swear Yeah, you, you need to act better when you're writing an email Ben that would be a start <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stay off the court yeah, as well ex- exactly yeah no I think I think what you need to do um, Ben is drink uh, as, as many energy drinks as you can before going in <laughs> yeah and then just see where the wind takes you. Yeah, yeah. get a, get a couple of chants ready. Yeah, just, you know, just when, be when, you, be when, yourself. <laughs> but remember that you're representing uh, the country and the university. Well, when mm. I lived in France in like the late noughties, you uh, got a sort of Breton jumper on now, haven't you? Do have I? Mm. Oh, I didn't even know. And you ensure that they were called the noughties, Andy, when you were in France. Well, exactly. Although not to that degree, because of course Red Bull wasn't legal in France at the time. Oh. I don't think you should be so worried because it, Ben may be thinking that. Uh, the French Open um, uh, or, or, or tennis when it's watched in other countries would be like Wimbledon. It's, it, it's not quite. Wimbledon, you have to be quiet, of course. You can't talk, can't move around during the points, all that kind of stuff, blah, 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 blah. And it's all hush-hush. It's all very, very posh and very, you know. And you have to appreciate Cliff Richard. Uh, you don't know which, is, which is possibly the worst part of it. Well, no, I don't you, think you do have to appreciate Cliff Richard. And that, that, that was many years ago. And well, the people in there did appreciate Cliff Richard. Yeah, but they didn't have to. And it's, it's a shame and, and a stain on our culture that they did. <laughs> I was for it. And... Uh, <laughs> I was chanting clear fee and got chucked out. Um, but uh, have a lovely time. Um, Jimmy, and good luck getting a ticket for Saturday Yes, as well. absolutely. Yeah. Good luck indeed. Ruben's been in touch. He says, I recently started carrying my gym bag to work. I thought it would be a good idea to carry an extra bottle of shower gel in it, just in case the dispensers at work were empty. Mm. That never happened. So one day when pulling out my gym bag, I was not con- too concerned when it rolled out into the trunk. Not to worry, I thought. There's no way it will spill and maybe I'll need it eventually. Fast forward to two weeks later when I'm unloading the car after the daycare run. I opened the trunk and to my horror, the bottle had exploded all over the cargo liner. Oh no. Here's the worst part. The shower gel was from a Christmas Axe slash Lynx gift box set. Uh, Axe is what Lynx is called in other parts of the world. Uh, so now my car smells like a teenager's bedroom before a night out. Mm. Fortunately, the liner comes out of the car, but washing it is a Sisyphean task. I've spent a good hour and there is still shower gel coming out of this thing. No amount of water scrubbing, drying seems to get rid of the soap or the smell. A replacement liner costs $150, which feels like a lot to spend on a stupid problem. Mm. What 
should I do? I like the thought that he's composed this email while just furiously scrubbing this yep. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe kind of bootliner and, and shower Joe is, is the nightmare combination. Mm. Uh, and it's just going to keep coming out forever. I wanted to take it into the shower with you, maybe? Yeah, maybe. And just rub it over yourself. That's what it's made for. Because it's got shower gel in it. Mm. And then you keep doing that. I guess you just don't use the boot for a bit. You do, Or trunk, rather. You keep <laughs> rubbing that on yourself. The whole family get involved. Like, no more shower gel. <laughs> We're just going to rub you, rub this on yourself <laughs> yeah. until you're clean. And then eventually, maybe, it will, will run out. It will run out because, you know, links or Axe, whatever, doesn't last that long, does it? It's shower gel, though, isn't it? So it's, it's not going to last that long. Well, or, I mean, this... You, you, Sisyphean you, is or, the phrase he used. I know he did, but or that okay, fine. So what? What's the, what's the um, anecdote? The anecdote, antidote. Sorry to um, to shower gel, sweat and smell. <laughs> so wrap yourself up in it. Or do your workout in the boot? Yeah, exactly, Andy. Get this thing around you like a sweatsuit, you know, like boxers to to kind of lose weight. Or like those sumo suits, yeah. Or yeah. the sumo suits, Andy. Yeah. Similar thing. Yeah. And go. Summer's here. Go running. Get that. Get, get it to smell as bad as you can, and that will get rid of the blink smell. You see, that's that's the athletic... You'll be in a worse position that you'll, you'll start yeah, with, but then, wash it again. but then wash it again with the appropriate stuff. But that's the athletic answer. The other thing is, I mean, Ruben, I think find the answer within. I mean, you talked about your car smelling like a teenager's bedroom before a night out. Of course, the other thing that teenagers use Link for is to get rid of the smell of cigarettes when they're secretly smoking. So if Don't endorse cigarette if, if smoking, you're, If Andy. you're a secret smoker and you want to have a crafty cigarette without your partner and loved ones knowing, get into the boot, have a little cigarette in there. They, well, they used to be know a... after that, though. You're going to create a little vacuum. Andy, no, no, Andy, no, you'll still Andy, smell the links. Andy, you'll no, still smell the links. I'll tell you what, there was, there, was a, there was a guy who lived opposite me when I was a kid and his wife wouldn't let him smoke and drink in the house. So every Friday night, he used to go out to his car, he'd sit in there listening to the radio while he'd smoke and have a couple of cans. Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, what a Friday night that is, right? Andy, that's terrible advice. Uh, he shouldn't smoke. What he could do is <laughs> is have a barbecue. Just saying, if you do. Have a barbecue, have a barbecue and, get, and get the smoke, uh, you know, put that thing up by right. the barbecue. Much better idea. I, you, I don't see how that's going to sh- stop the shower gel coming out, but here we go. Oh, well, there here we, we are. are. Uh, if you've got any questions for us, however ridiculous, send them in. We'll get to them every Wednesday. Show at footballramble.com or Twitter's at footballramble. Gentlemen, it's time to talk about Kylian Mbappe. The fairy tale continues. Indeed it does. The local boy <laughs> playing for his local side. Jim's been so designing wholesome. the T-shirts for the club shop. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to leave, and, and that is very understandable. He loves the club, and uh, and he's also going to be managing the club by the sounds of it as well. Um, he, was, of course, was on his way to Real Madrid. He held positive talks, um, apparently, but he's turned them down uh, because the, the the money that Paris Saint-Germain has, have offered him, the uh, influence that he'll have at the club, um, and the pressure that the French and Qatari governments put on him has all made sure that Kylian Mbappe will stay in Paris as a Paris Saint-Germain player, Jim Campbell. Yes, um, it's... Pretty astonishing the the package they put together for him, isn't it? And it's mm. it makes a lot of sense from Mbappe's point of view. They've essentially said get three more cracks at the Champions League, mm-hmm. a huge signing on fee. It's what I've seen different reports saying it's between a hundred million or one hundred and fifty million, mm-hmm. apparently a million pounds a week. I'd be surprised. That seems a bit neat to me. I'd be surprised if it is that much money. After tax. regardless, after, re- re- after tax. and the tax is big in France. Well. Yeah, word. it is. Regardless of of what it is, it's a ridiculous package. That yes. uh, he's only twenty three. He'll, he'll be okay, like, by so, the way. Yeah. despite yeah. the high tax. But I mean, he, if he if he then leaves for Madrid at twenty six with a big signing on fee from there as well, it it, it works for him, right? It makes mm. sense. They have essentially given him an offer so good mm. that it's it's turned his head. A lot has been made about how he's supported Madrid as a as a young boy, but that wasn't that long ago. It's um. Jim, if the, he moves to Real Madrid, spend that much money is a concern that if, we'll come on to. If but. he moves to Real Madrid at 26, it will mean Florentino Perez has moved to the moon. Oh, but isn't this not a point of, point of pride for Perez now? Because Perez will, you know, the sort of character he is. He'll be like, "See, we got him in the end. We got him in the end." Yeah, I, I don't think so. They're, think they're, they they're, shut the door on him. They're now. absolutely losing their minds in Spain. Over oh, this. of course. Well, apparently, but, uh, that's not unusual in the Spanish press with with these and, sort of and things. For, for, for him, pride is is everything. Well, as we've seen with the Super League. Thing. Andy, apparently, Mbappe rang Perez to tell him personally, and uh, Perez was understood to be apoplectic. 
El Chiringuito went into meltdown as well. That was fun. That about everything, though. Yeah, I, that's I the, what the that's, whole show is. Yeah, um, uh, Benzema was asked about it yesterday, and he said, uh, "Mbappe, we're going to play in a Champions League final on Saturday. It's not time to talk about these small things." Ooh, on, carry you rattled. But what do you think, though, Andy? I mean, Real Madrid used to be able to get anybody they wanted. And now it seems that uh, the clubs... There's a club with unlimited money. Uh, yes, it seems to be that... Uh... And a vacuum of sporting leadership, which I think is Ooh. just as important. Because he always said mm. it wasn't about the money. I mean, the money's nice, but it wasn't about the money. It was about the sporting project. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is there at PSG, he gets to shape the sporting project mm. in a way that he wouldn't anywhere else. Now, with, with Messi and Neymar around, which is phenomenal, right? It's well, a real passing of the baton, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, that's that's right. But th- there was always this weird thing. Like, like He had to be politically smart in the earlier years with Neymar because, of course, when Neymar was injured at the end of his first season and he made his big return in Paris. It's just never worked out for Neymar as it should have done because he went to make his big return in Paris and he was he was there saying, I'm back in the first home game of the season. Look at me. Your saviour is back. And Kylian Mbappe, he's not even playing that day because he's still having a rest from the World Cup, mm-hmm. Like walks onto the pitch in a leather jacket and just squirrels the World Cup out of his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and and he's, he's like, oh, hello. Oh, he's still the most important player, but this is a little thing I picked up while I was away this summer. Yeah. It, it's, it's remarkable. And... Now, I think Mbappe is totally at ease with the fact that he's the most important player in the mm. club. Now, I think the two major stories in France, the last two mornings, are very indicative of where we are now. Mbappe has said, he said, look, I'm just a football player. He said this in his press conference on Monday. I'm only always going to be just a football player. I'm not the sporting director. I'm not pulling all the strings, but there's a lot of implied influence there. And the fact that he ended up renegotiating his deal with not the sporting director, Leonardo, who's out, which is indicative of something, not the president, Nasser Al-Khalifi, who was very, very pleased to be on the pitch for some of the reflected glory before mm. that game against Mets at the weekend where they announced it all, but directly with the people who own the club. The people who own the club, who the head coach never gets to speak to, mm. who Ancelotti didn't get to speak to, who Pochettino didn't get to speak to. Now. The big story is the last two days. Firstly, yesterday, that Pochettino might end up staying after all because Mbappe likes him, (laughs) which is a complete 360. And then today, the PSG are ready to sell Neymar. Now, of course, they should have let him run his contract down and go for nothing. And Neymar's going to be hard to shift because he's paid so much money and who's going to pay it? But the sense... Not Real Madrid. (laughs) Seems to me like that relationship is a little strained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's remarkable stuff. I mean, the, the way I look at this is Mbappe will have the kind of influence at PSG that Messi did at Barcelona, where there was always chat about Messi was saying, I want this player signed and I, I want to play in this kind of way and, and so on and so forth. Is he that a fair comparison? I think it's a very fair comparison because he doesn't have to throw his weight around mm for people to want to please him. Yes. I think that's the important thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? Is is that the inferred influence yeah. leads to him getting a lot of what he wanted. But the way that the club has been managed in recent years, him giving his advice, and we know he's a really deep thinker on the game and he's mm-hmm. super intelligent. Yeah, yeah. I, there's been such poor sporting leadership. Having him offer more advice mm. and offer more sense of what the direction should be, mm-hmm. I think is a pretty good thing. And also, if they want to move away from this superstar model, to a model where it's about using the young talent of Paris to have the best player in the world who's 23 mm-hmm. and is from Paris. He's the only figurehead that works mm. in that sense. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, you know, an insult to football, though, according to uh, president of La Liga, Javier Tebas, who, who tweeted that, um, that the fact that PSG will be able to, uh, are able to finance this deal. And so there's a lot of concern, even from Real Madrid, Jim, that... Uh, the state-backed uh, sides. I mean, he must be worried about PSG. Absolutely. He, mu- he must be worried about Manchester City. <laughs> he must be worried about Newcastle United. Absolutely. We, we genuinely will be because we've seen from those two examples, you use it as a punchline now, but we have seen that it works and there is now a model in place. I mean, you used to have, there was a time where QPR were the richest club in the world. Malaga had a huge amount of money. It, it didn't always work when you just threw money at projects. But mm. now, because, because PSG and Man City have shown how it works, mm-hmm. 
I imagine the Newcastle situation will be a lot smoother and that will be the case in a few years. But Tebas said that, essentially has pointed out that last season PSG reported losses of more than 220 million euros after, reading his quote here, after accumulating losses of more than 700 million euros in prior seasons uh, while reporting sponsorship income at doubtful valuation, his words, uh, with a squad cost around 650 million for this season. Um, And he's saying that for them to be able to spend this sort of money is Mm. is ridiculous. And it it is, isn't it? Mm. Um, So it, it... Clearly, that Madrid are rattled by that because they're used to being that. And I think I don't remember them being snubbed so dramatically. And it does mm-hmm. feel like a power shift, doesn't it? Now we we don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the PSG's president has said that, or oh, maybe they're just worried that league earn is better than La Liga. No one in the world <laughs> is worried about that. <laughs> that was right no there. one is worried about that, and he knows what he's doing when he's saying that. But it is. Um, it's a real identity crisis for Madrid, isn't it? I mean, well, not the, just the, for Madrid, for, for other clubs who occupied that space as well. Well, absolutely, but Madrid in particular have mm-hmm. been saving for this transfer yep. for a long time. They yep. sold Varane, Hakimi, Odegaard, and Regulon all to make what they called internally, apparently, the Mbappe fund. So, so that basically, a lot of money like, came together for that. It's like when you save up for the home alone house in Lego, and then you find out that it's sold out and it's limited edition. Yeah, but 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 it's at the not end for you, I'm over it. <laughs> but at, at the end of the season, Real Madrid could be European champions. So as Benzema said, let's not talk about these small things. I did find it funny though that, that this whole Mbappe. I'm going to unveil what you know. I'm going to I'm going to tell you all my plans in a few days. It's like, well, just tell us now. You obviously know. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Unless, I, think, I think he did. He did the big reveal a lot, I, a lot, a lot better than Antoine Griezmann. No, but did. I, yeah, but that's bol- all. This big reveal is you know now. So just tell. Don't tell. I'm going to tell. Unless you don't know and you work well to a deadline and you need to figure it out quickly. I don't know, but it's it's. And Mbappe did say though that he spoke to Liverpool a little bit over a transfer. He said, "I talked to Liverpool because it's the favourite club of my mum. My mum loves Liverpool. I don't know why. You will have to ask her." Again, your better place. Yeah, he did say though that um, that the dream of playing for Real Madrid is never over. Yeah, I mean, well, the well, door it, open. Is, it is while Florentino's the president. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I think I think we could say that. Will Florentino I'm, I'm not, not take so any sure. solace with that, Andy? Uh, no, no. I'm going to say no. This is going to happen again in three years for sure. Well, the, the the real shame about all this stuff and concerning Paris Saint Germain and so on is that there were rumours that Yogi Love was in the running to become new manager, but apparently it's not true. Yeah, well, what I a th- shame. The, the room is already starting as other they're going to want Pep Guardiola after the end of the season. So yeah. that will probably be this next season's version of this sort of saga, mm. I would imagine. I can't imagine the, I can't imagine what the talks would be like between the representatives of each club. And mm. I'll leave that there. <laughs> Let us move on, gentlemen, to tonight's uh, footballing uh, happenings. It's the Europa Conference League final. It's the big one. Uh, Jose Mourinho has a shot becoming the first manager to win the Conference League, specifically the Europa Conference League, because there, there, there has traditionally been another Conference League. Um, and obviously he's won the Europa League and he's won the Champions League. Um, it seems like he's ready to turn over a new leaf because he said in his uh, pre-match uh, press conference, uh, the special one story is an old story. It was when I was at the beginning of my career. But as you progress, you grow and you think more about helping others rather than yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so that's ancient history for me. Tomorrow, I'll just try and help others. Yeah. If I win, I will become the first one to win all the European trophies. But that's only if I win. By helping others. <laughs> I love I love it. I wonder if you get so deep into one of these speeches that you actually start believing it. Maybe that's what's happening. Mm. He's finally he's finally Mourinho'd himself. He's just mind gamed himself. <laughs> yeah, because like, like he had that after the semi against Leicester, didn't he? It's like, oh I felt all tearful because I felt so happy for all the fans in the stands. Yeah, but like, he because really? he basically can't be seen as celebrating what he thinks is it's beneath him. It's beneath yeah, him. Absolutely. Exactly. But having having said that, I do wonder if there's a kernel of truth to it. Because like I've found when seeing Roma this season in the flesh and seeing fans respond to him, we, we've we've talked about it on the show before mm. and on OTC, the fact that there is this kind of Mourinho Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. I mean, to walk away from the Premier League where everyone clearly thinks you're a busted flush, a place where when you were first there with Chelsea, everyone's absolutely eating out of your hand. And now that love is dead, dead, yes. dead. But then you get to Italy... And that love's all there all over again. Mm. And even when he was at his most unreasonable and things weren't going great on the pitch with Roma, the love that he got from the fans, mm. I mean, you'd have to be dead inside not to respond to that. That, yeah. must, that must feel pretty good. Well, they, they, they're absolutely loving it. I mean, you see that um, I mean, the, the, how many Roma fans are going over to Tirana to watch the match? 
And it's well into the tens of thousands, whereas they've only been allocated 4,000 tickets. Yeah, the stadium's only 21,000 seats, which is, they're going to need to rethink that for next year. Well, they are. Because it's, there's always the danger that clubs of this size will get there. Exactly. Same way he's declared a public holiday, by the way, as well. It's going to be absolute chaos. Wow. That's a lovely old job. Uh, Mourinho, with regards to uh, the match, also said, I don't believe in magic potions. I don't believe in magic spells. There's nothing special to be done, just us to be us. As a team, yeah. Did you just see what Gianluca Mancini, the Roma defender, said? Uh, what did he uh, say? Well, he said he, he's admitted that b- before the, uh, the 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 Conference League campaign that they were viewing it as the cup of jokes, oh. which is fantastic. The <laughs> cup of jokes, fantastic um, Do you think translation. If, if I, I've not seen the uh, Europa Conference League trophy, and I don't know if anybody's have, but is is there like a little bowl in it so you could have like loads of jokes and you yeah. could pull them out? Who knows? Because it, it, maybe that's it. Or something jumps out of it if you open it. Quite possibly, yeah. Who are you supporting um, tomorrow? Are you going to be supporting Tammy Abraham or Reese Nelson? Oh, that's a good question. Reese Nelson, obviously. Really? Yeah. You when see, you put it like that. I just love the fact that an Englishman's going to have their hands on the trophy. Yeah. That's what I'm all about, baby. Tammy Abraham as well, very much in uh, Gareth Southgate's plans. Yep, quite rightly so as well. Great Ter- season. Terrific season. And considering there was which will be glossed over in future mm. versions of the story, a really hard bit in the middle where the team weren't playing well, mm-hmm. he wasn't scoring, and he was under a, a lot of pressure. The way he's come through that, yeah. I think, is super impressive. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. We're looking forward to it very much so. Uh, we've reached the end of the show, uh, which is our predictions round, everybody. You heard uh, uh, Luke, Pete and Kate give their predictions uh, that they did at the start of the season, of course, for what would happen in uh, the Premier League. And we've got ours. So, uh, gentlemen, as is custom, we will uh, uh, say the category and then we go round and read out each other's predictions. I've got yours, Andy, Jim. I've got yours. And Andy, you've got Jim's, presumably. Yes, and it's, it's funny because reading Jim's predictions... Yeah. I can't remember any of mine, but I had this sinking feeling of the ones he's got wrong, I'm pretty sure are the ones I've got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we shall begin, of course, with Premier League winner, Andy. Jim has said Chelsea. Few people said yeah. Chelsea. Yeah, I thought they were in a good spot. Had a really good squad. Lukaku coming in, you thought was going to make a difference. Jim, given, you got it wrong. You got it horrendously wrong. Got it horrendously wrong. Jim, what did I put? Uh, you got you put Liverpool, mm. which is horrendously wrong yeah, because it is. there is right and there is horrendously <laughs> wrong. You're That's absolutely it. right. It's binary. You've either got it or you haven't. And Andy Brassel also put Chelsea. Oh, Andy, hear it. Ah. Um, all horrendously wrong. All horrendously <laughs> wrong. <laughs> because Manchester City, of course, uh, the team that won it. Relegated teams, Norwich, Watford and Burnley. Andy, what did Jim put? Jim put Norwich, Palace and Brighton. Ooh. Mm. I, I don't really have much of a memory of what, what my thinking was. Yeah, though. everyone put Norwich, I think, didn't they? Yeah. But Jim, what did I put? You put Norwich, yep. Brentford and Southampton. Yeah. Um, Andy put Norwich, Watford yep. and Southampton. Southampton did flirt with it, to be fair. Yeah, they but did. still horrendously wrong. But two out of three, Andy. Not 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 too bad. Now this category is called Dark Horse. Although I did say to uh, producer Finn, Dark Horse, mm, shouldn't we call it Surprise Package? So that's what I've put. Um, so Dark Horse, Andy, or Surprise Package? What has Jim gone with? He's gone for a popular one, Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Yep, Jim. That's uh, exactly what you went for, mate. And Aston Villa. Were you surprised with Aston Villa? Uh, I was surprised by how underwhelming they were. I was surprised, <laughs> but there was su- surprise in there, and I was as well. So, do we get a point? We do a- not. We do not. <laughs> um, Andy put uh, for, for Dark Horse Wolverhampton Wanderers. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the best of the bunch, isn't it? I do. Although think it's... Uh, they've they've been fairly consistent with their finishes in there, the past. There though, was uh, crappy end to the season. Yeah, but, but I, I yeah. think there were some generous interpretations of Dark Horse yesterday. I felt uh, on on the show, but I think Wolves is is not a bad one. Although in the pre- it's quite difficult to have Dark Horse in the Premier mm. League. But Andy, I think I think you've just about uh, got that there. First manager to leave or be sacked, which of course was Cisco uh, from from Watford. To me, I mean that seems like a hundred years ago. By the way, it does. Um, and to me. This was the easiest one to choose. You just picked the Watford manager. But what did Jim put, Andy? Uh, Ralph Hasenhutl. Yeah. Still there. Still there. Still there. Jim, what did I put? You put Cisco Munoz, Thank as you I very believe much. you remember. Easy peasy. Yeah, you're but absolutely I couldn't right. Believe- you're absolutely right. And Andy put Ralph Hasenhutl as well. What's the matter with you all? That was so <laughs> easy to get that. Absolute gimme. <laughs> It was, a, it was a freebie. Um, well, well done uh, to Watford and to me. Uh, the Premier League top scorer, you could have Mo Salah or Song Hyun Min, Andy. Romelu Lukaku. 
Yeah, that's what Jim said. And a lot of people put Romelu Lukaku, didn't yeah. they? We, we all thought he hit the ground not running. Even he did, a, and then he Not a regular starter. Not a regular no. starter. Jim. You went for Mo Salah. Thank you very Congratulations much. Congratulations there. Yeah, thank you. Doing well so far, uh, sort of. It sort of, t- a bit like Wolves. Picked up. But, you know, not a bad middle, but I feel the end is going to not do very well. Uh, Andy, you put Harry Kane wherever he may be. Huh. He is the lord of the... No, um, <laughs> Harry Kane, yeah, of course it was his teammate. So uh, you you get an assist. <laughs> you let me down, <laughs> Much Kano. like Harry. Uh, so yeah, uh, shame, Andy, you got that wrong. Uh, most red cards. Uh, Jim has gone for John Joe Shelby. John Joe Shelby, he did get one. Yeah, but of course, Raul Jimenez and Esri Konza led the way with two each. They did. You went for Lewis Dunk. Who got one. So, but not enough. It's a tough one, that again. John Joe Shelby should have had more than one. Yes, but <laughs> Agree. He's, so I'm Team Jim here. Andy quite brilliantly has put Crystal Palace. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps misunderstanding there, um, but I don't know how many cards Palace got in total. But uh, I'm afraid we're going to have to mark that. I believe as it was wrong. Everton with the most, wasn't it? Oh, it they had six. Well. well, they got a couple uh, fairly recently, I think. Um, player of the season, of course, was Kevin De Bruyne. Again, looking back on it, it was a fairly easy uh, shout. Yeah, it's all very subjective. What did Jim say? Jim has said Jack Grealish, and I don't disagree with him. Love that. Yeah, Marcus, you also said Jack Grealish. And in a way, again, if you look at the celebrations, it's easy to think that he was their player of the season, by the (laughs) way, he was a front and centre. But it wasn't uh, uh, Jack Grealish. Andy, you put Romelu Lukaku. Interesting. Hmm. So, uh, I think Rom is kind of disappointed, really, in, in, in the ramble. Uh, sort of HQ not wasn't top scorer wasn't really bothering next, that next time Pat Lautaro before you leave okay like that like that now yep. notable mad shit now this is very very uh, open to interpretation what did Jim put here Southampton lose 9-0 again and I tell you what when they were 6-0 down oh, after less than an hour against Chelsea I did Chelsea, remember this prediction I was thinking come on come on yeah 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 I'm afraid though I think that's, that's, a, that's a very good bet yeah but you sadly not quite right what did I put Jim you put that uh, Warnock's Middlesbrough will beat one of the big Premier League sides away from home in the cup Yes, and uh, that didn't happen. They uh, well, he was gone by the time they were in the the cup in uh, you know where they did their quite nice run. They didn't beat was it Spurs, but it wasn't away from home. Yeah, and uh, it's not bad though. It's ah, not... but it wasn't Warnock's Middlesbrough by no, then. No, but you know, in, I mean, this is a very very difficult thing to get right. Yeah, so. I, I put the cup, so I hedged my bets with the League Cup and the FA Cup. And in the League Cup, they uh, went out to Blackpool away from home. I think it was three 0 <laughs> So so wrong. Andy, you put Wolf signed Joao Felix on loan in January after he begs for six months off from Diego Simeone. I love that. <laughs> it didn't happen, but I, I like where your head was at with that. So, um, so there's a logic on. there. So yeah. So Andy, you got a couple. You got a couple of the relegated teams right, and you got uh, and you got everything else wrong. Yeah, I think. How do I you reflect you? on that, Andy? Um, I reflect on looking at you guys mm. saying Jack Grealish was Player of the Year and thinking I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jim uh, I think I got Norwich going down and that might be it really I think so I see I think we all got Norwich but then I got a couple of the categories correct so well done to me Um, thank you very much I don't know who got the better of it I forget what they did yesterday but there were some people who got a few things right there we are everybody thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble today part of the ACAST Creator Network we're back tomorrow of course when Jose Mourinho may well have been the first manager to collect all three European trophies Oh, my giddy aunt. We can't wait to see how that unfolds. Until then, thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you tomorrow. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.